Hi, welcome to the first episode of Cash Money Attitude podcast. My name is Megan, and I want to preface this episode by saying cash money attitude has nothing to do with money. It is a phrase that represents knowing your self-worth and having confidence. I'm going to do an episode later that explains what this phrase means to me, but for right now, please don't think I'm some money-hungry person recording this podcast. Today's episode is focused on career fairs. I graduated college a few months ago, and during my time in college, I attended about seven different career fairs. At the end of every career fair, I went home and I wrote in my journal things that I wanted to work on for next time, observations I had, and things that went well. So this list I'm about to share with you is a culmination of four years of trial and error, things not going well for me at career fairs, and then things turning around by the time I was an upperclassman. So I hope these help, and let's get into it. The first tip is to realize that employers are paying to be at the career fair. I didn't realize this until I was a junior, but companies pay actual money to set up tables in sweaty gyms. And the reason why they do this is because they want to talk to you. It's not like they're just there for fun. They're there to meet you and to talk to you. And that really flipped the script for me. Once I realized that, I became much more confident and I felt like I wasn't wasting a representative's time by talking to them. My next tip is that we are all human. And what I mean by this is the recruiters that are at the tables at the career fair feel like they were just in your shoes yesterday. So they're very empathetic and they understand the pressure and the nerves that come along with this day, but they want the best for you and they're there to find the good and not find the bad. They can look past, you know, some nerves, but they they really just want the best for you. So keep that in mind and let it put you at ease on the day of the career fair. My third tip for mental preparation is to realize that most students don't get their full-time jobs or their internships through career fairs. Career fairs are not the end-all be-all, but don't let this tip serve as an excuse to not go to your career fair. If you have one on your campus, then you should definitely attend it. I can speak from experience that sometimes recruiters will ask you whether or not you went to your school's career fair and if you spoke to the company there. Uh, My sophomore year, I was interviewing for an internship and the person interviewing me asked, oh, did you talk to XYZ company, as in his company, at the career fair? And I was only a sophomore, so back then I thought, oh, I'm not going to go to the career fair. So I didn't go to the career fair and I didn't talk to the company there. So I had to be honest and say, yeah, no, I didn't go. I didn't talk to them. And I could see in his face that he was put off by that because it showed in retrospect, that I didn't really have a genuine interest in the company because I hadn't gone and spoken with the people that were representing the company when they came all the way to my campus. So keep that in mind. And yes, I didn't get that internship I interviewed for. And I think not having talked to them at the career fair has something to do with My next tip is to find a list of companies that are attending the career fair. If the career fair is held through your university, there should be a list posted somewhere online before the career fair happens. And if you can't find the list, I would reach out to whoever is organizing the career fair and ask them for the list. This way you can know which companies will be there and make your plan of attack. Once you get the list, you should narrow down which companies are hiring your major, 
or companies that you're interested in. You can do this by doing a simple search on the companies that sound like they have to do with your major. Sometimes even the universities will put in the list which majors or skill sets the companies are looking for. That's a huge help, but if not, it will take a little bit of legwork on your part to figure out which companies you want to talk to. Tip number five is to apply beforehand. I cannot emphasize this one enough. I think that this is probably the most important tip. Once you have that list of companies that are interesting to you, that are hiring your major, go to their website and go on their career page. I always heard that you should do research about a company beforehand. I think that sounds sounds so daunting. You don't have to do a lot of research. Spend about 10 minutes perusing the website and then from there, go to the careers page. Look at what careers they have, what jobs they're hiring for. A lot of times they'll have a new grad program, so some sort of rotational program or leadership program or just entry-level jobs listed there. Also, they'll have their internships listed. And if they don't have any of that stuff, then you can just apply for something that you think might fit. And if it doesn't, it's not a big deal. It's not like you're going to not get a job there ever because you apply to the wrong thing. That happens all the time. And it's better just to apply than not to apply. Once you apply, save the link to the job description and then create a simple Excel spreadsheet where you write down the company name, the date that you applied, the title of the position you applied to, put the link to the job description, and then add a note section of any sort of questions you want to ask a recruiter or other things that were of interest to you from the website or from the, the job description. Keep that um, somewhere on your computer and then refer back to it before you actually go to the career fair, but just make sure that you're applying online to something. And then if you really can't find something that fits, that's okay. But I just I want you to apply online before so badly because I've been to so many career fairs where I didn't do this. And it felt like every conversation would lead to the recruiter eventually saying, oh, okay, here's this pamphlet. You should apply online. Here's the link to do that. And it felt so counterproductive. And it's like such a waste of time. So make sure you apply online beforehand. My next tip, tip number six, rolls into this one, and it is to make a resume for every company. This is how you really catch a recruiter's eye, is you take your objective statement and make it work for you. Your objective statement should be specific to the company that you are talking to. And if you've already applied online, then you can put the position that you applied to in your objective statement. For example, you are applying to... Barstool Sports, and you put in your objective statement, internship at Barstool Sports. There's no verb there. It's just the internship is your objective. This is easy to read. It'll catch the recruiter's eye, and they'll love that the company name is in the objective. Even better if you can get more specific with whatever you're applying to, especially if you apply to something online like marketing strategy internship with Barstool Sports. That is huge. And it shows that you already applied online, which you're also going to say to the recruiter. I can guarantee that putting the company name and the specific position in your objective statement will set you apart. And I want to reiterate that there's no verb in the objective statement. You just put objective colon internship 
with whatever company or rotational leadership program with. Tip number seven is to invest in good quality paper. There's something called resume paper and you should know about it. It's a higher quality paper than your average printer paper and it is a small touch that shows that you're putting the extra effort in to present yourself in the best light possible. It might not make the difference and it might not be the deciding factor, but it can't hurt. Resume paper is really inexpensive. I want to say it's like 10 bucks for a pack of 100. So if you want to split it with friends, you can do that. If you're an underclassman, this is not your first or last rodeo. So you're going to be going to more. You might as well save it for the next two or three years. Um, but yeah, just why not? You should go the extra mile and get that resume paper. In the same vein, tip number nine is to use a pad folio rather than a plain average folder. A folder is fine, especially if you're just starting out or if the career fair is quickly approaching. But if you have the time to get one, go on Amazon and buy yourself a pad folio. These are also relatively inexpensive. You can find them for about $9. Um, but if you know someone who recently graduated college who already has a job, you could reach out to them and say, hey, do you have an extra pad folio that I could use? I personally don't think it matters what is on the cover of the pad folio. If you're going to borrow one from someone and there says, uh, like, Women's Engineering Society and you're not in that club, it's okay. It's not a big deal. I also don't think you need your university's name embossed in the front of the portfolio. That's very unnecessary. Your resume has your university on it. So the employer isn't going to not know where you go to school. It's not necessary. So don't go to your school's bookstore and buy a 50 or $60 portfolio. Get one off of Amazon or borrow one from a friend. Tip number 10 is to approach casually and know your audience. So when you're at the career fair and you're about to go up to a table to talk to someone, make sure that you don't go in too aggressively. If there's a line of people waiting to talk to the table, then stay in line. Be very aware of your surroundings. Don't be blocking the hallway. Don't be cutting people in line. Don't be fidgeting or on your phone. Stand up straight chin up, and deep breaths. Maybe you can look at your resume and sort of pretend to be reading it, but don't go on your phone and wait patiently to talk to the person that you'd like to talk to. So once you're up at the table, you want to know your audience. And the funny thing about career fairs is that you don't know your audience. You might be talking to someone from the company who works in marketing or someone from the HR department, someone from the finance department or someone from the product development department, you don't know. So I always make sure I frame my questions to be very open-ended and broad. An example of this is to bring up a question about, let's say that there's a rotational program at the company. You could walk up and let me back up a little bit and say that when you walk up, you want to introduce yourself and ask how the representative is doing. I think this is a great icebreaker, even though it's super simple, but a lot of students will kind of rush the table and get right into their quote-unquote elevator pitch. I don't think that's necessary. I would just play cool, ask how the recruiter is doing, and from there, then you can bring up 
that you've applied online to such and such position, um, you're very interested, and you'd like to know if they know anyone who's participated in the program or has worked in this position, or if they themselves have worked in, has worked in the position, and what kind of qualities they see in successful people who have gone through this program or have been in this role. So you want to leave it so it's very general. You want to say it as if, like, if you know someone who has, or if, or you could say if you if you yourself have, or if you know someone who has in the company. Uh, and you you do this so that the person who's answering won't feel bad if they don't know the answer. Make sure that you're not offending someone if you don't want to make them feel bad if they don't if they haven't been in this position before if they don't know anyone. But if you make it very general, then they can turn around to someone else who's at the table from the company and say, oh, Josh, you did this rotational program, right? Could you talk to um, this person about it? And it's just better not to be too specific. Tip number 11 is to wait until you have asked before you give out a resume. This is important because not every company is looking for a resume and not every company will take a resume. You also don't want to be disrespectful by just shoving your resume in the face of the person that you're talking to. It kind of seems like you don't want to have a conversation with that person. You just want to talk about yourself, which I mean, granted, in this situation, you're bound to talk about yourself. And that's sort of the point of a career fair. But you want to make it seem as natural as possible, as if you are connecting with the person and you want to have a little bit of a deeper talk than just talking about what courses you took last fall. So wait until you have a little bit of a conversation and then ask the person, hey, can I give you my resume to look at? And if they say yes, go ahead and hand it to them. But if not, then just don't bat nine. Maybe say something along the lines of, oh, I understand. Um... I mean, bring up another question you have or continue the conversation somehow. With that said, you should keep your resume on top of your portfolio. Um, make sure that the resume that you have on top is the one that is for that company. And the other resumes that you have in your portfolio should be tucked away into one of the folders. And this is in case that the employer says something like, oh, we should take a note on this. This is my email or this is something that you should know and take note of. Then you can open your portfolio and your other resumes won't fall all over the place. And I think employers know and expect you to be talking to other people, but I think it makes the situation more special if it seems like they you have this one resume in your hands or on top of your portfolio that has this company's name on it. And it almost makes the person who's there feel like you're only there for them. So... Tip number 12 is to ask for a business card or to get the person that you're talking to email somehow. This is important for tip number 13, which is to follow up. You need to send a thank you note the day after the career fair or if it's on a Friday, then the Monday after. And in the note, you should write it as saying, thank you for talking to me at the career fair yesterday or last week shouldn't wait more than a week because that's too long to wait. You should send this email as soon as you can, but not on the day of the career fair later on that night. It's a little too eager. Wait until the next day. And I would recommend sending it early in the morning on a weekday because that shows that you're an early riser and that this was like the first thing on your to-do list. You sent it out at 6 or 7 a.m. thanking this person. And make the note, make the note 
as special as you can. If the person was traveling from Texas, then you should say somewhere in the, the letter or the email that you're writing, wishing you safe travels back to Houston. And this shows that you remembered where the headquarters are or you remembered where the person was coming from. And not every person is traveling super far, but if you have that little tidbit of information, you can sprinkle it into your email and it will just seem like you really took a lot away from the conversation and you remembered specifics about what you talked about. And you also want to make sure that the email isn't self-serving. You want to make it not about you, but just about how grateful you are for the person's time. You can also throw in that you've updated your resume and you've attached it to the email. Even if you don't update your resume, you can still attach it. The person isn't going to compare the physical copy and your electronic copy. If anything, it'll make it easier for them just to forward the email with your electronic copy. To I think it looks great. I mean, I've never seen an email like this before, but in my eyes, it would look really great to have a thank you note and then this resume and to forward it to someone and say, hey, this is a great candidate. You should check out their resume. And they'd send it along. That's the hope. And sometimes you'll get a reply from the person. This happened to me my senior year when I sent out my thank you notes. A couple people replied and they were very, very happy that I'd sent them a thank you note and they offered to be a point of contact within the company for me to ask future questions. And from there, if they offer to be a point of contact, maybe add them on LinkedIn if you feel comfortable doing so. Uh, that's always a good idea. Or keep them in mind for when you do have future questions or keep them in mind for when you get an interview, you could reach out to them and say, hi, I just want to let you know that I have an interview coming up with whatever company, I'm really excited about it. Um, I hope you're doing well or something like that. So keep the contact there. Even if they don't reply or they don't offer to be a point of contact, still know that they appreciate your email. It's always nice to get a thank you note, especially if you're one of the newer people coming out of college. This is one of your first career fairs. Like it means a lot to get an email from someone thanking you for your time. But even if it's their 80th career fair that they've represented their company for, a thank you note goes a long way. And it might not be the ticket to get an interview with a company, but all right, so those are my tips. I hope these help you. I'm wishing you all the best at your upcoming career fair. Remember to have cash money attitude. Be confident. You've worked so hard in your life to get to this point. It's all about marketing yourself and knowing that you are worth it. If you have any questions about any of these tips or anything else, please feel free to reach me at cashmoneyattitude at gmail.com. That's my email. You can send me a question, uh, comment, or a request for a future episode. All right. Thank you again for listening and see you on the next one. Bye.